Hey, this is Bez Stone. And this is Freya Dietrich. And welcome to the Infinite Relating Podcast. Ready? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back. We've missed you. I know. I've missed you. I missed you too. I got really sick last week. I feel like my voice is weird and I might be coughing during this episode just a minor bit. <clears throat> just to clear it. Oh, that was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> like a really dainty. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it was holidays, but also I was in bed. It wasn't happening. Seems like everybody's getting something. But yeah. we're here. We are here, and I'm feeling good. I'm really happy to be back. Me too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is all we do all the time, every day anyways. Yeah. But it's, it's good to share it with it the community. Yeah, and it's always so encouraging when I see people out in the world who are listening to our podcast, which happens all the time in our town for me, and people talk about how moved they are, and it's like, yeah, this yeah. is this is important, so we keep going and get to yeah, and get to hear how we're all navigating and moving mm-hmm. through this, and we're 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 all in it, we're yeah. just in it, yeah. Totally. <laughs> and I'm really pumped on our topic today. I'm particularly excited because I really like topics where I don't know the answer. Ooh, yeah. and right. I also like topics where I know the answer, and then I get to have things to share that sound <laughs> intelligent. But it's fun, fun like too, but... to do it live here. We're like, okay, we we have this yeah. idea, yeah, and we've been working through it. We're always workshopping yeah. in our own lives, yeah. but but yeah, to yeah. get some clarity on the other side feels yeah. exciting. Totally, yeah. yeah. So today <gasps> we're doing dun, dun, dun. caring versus caretaking. Ooh. Important. It's like so nuanced and feels so different in our bodies. Yeah, yeah, so different. Yeah, and like I said, I love this topic because I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Right. right. I mean, I would. I think it's great for us to talk about how we've been trying to know the difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, But how that distinction is, like you said, it's so so obvious. Like caretaking feels so bad. On both sides. On both sides. And yeah. caring feels so nice. Yeah. Um, and where it tips, where's the tipping point between, yeah, I care about someone and therefore I'm going to take XYZ actions or whatever, um, and then going into trying to manage their experience. Because I guess yeah. that's kind of what caretaking is, right? It's like I am trying to prevent someone from feeling something, experiencing something, Um yeah, or I think I know what they want and right. need, and so I'm going to do something to manage that as opposed to, yeah, as opposed to doing what I what feels good for me in the way that I want to care mm-hmm. for the people around me. Right. Yeah, and I'm wondering, hearing you say that and just thinking about this, like, if part of caretaking is the assumption that my beloved or my partner or my lover, friend, child, whatever, is not capable Ooh. And that that's almost required for me. Bonnie. Bonds, you can't leave, because then what do we do? Uh-oh, we lost our dog. <laughs> She'll be back. She'll be back. <laughs> a little bit of coffee and a little bit of barking. It's very, very... It's real. Yeah. It's real. Yeah, but really thinking, like, is it possible to caretake someone if I think that they're capable? You know, if I really mm. think that they're capable of managing themselves, their emotions you know, their experience or not. Cause I mean, I don't manage myself and my emotions all the freaking time. Right. But that doesn't mean I need help. You know, it's just like, sometimes Ooh, we hurt. Sometimes I feel we that feelings, though. I feel know? it on the other side. I'm like, I don't, I don't want you to caretake me. I don't no. want you to assume that I can't handle this myself. Right. And, and yet I want to feel your love and your mm-hmm. care, but I don't want you to rescue me. Yeah. I don't, it feels 
condescending. Yeah. I don't know. It feels, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't feel, and like you said, the assumption, the assumption that I know or they, somebody else knows what I need. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe I don't, maybe I don't know what I need and that can be okay. But right. I don't, I, yeah, the assumption that you would know what I need. Yeah, and I feel like this has come up for me a couple of times this week where friends have been talking about this and, oh, dog's back. <laughs> Welcome back, Bonnie. Whatever it was. Um, yeah, and I've been just pointing out to me the really delightful, also sort of confounding truth that when I try to caretake someone even, I'm often wrong about what I think Exactly, like, exactly. I'll have my story about... Um, Hold on a second, you guys. This is okay. She made it. Some dog drama. I'll have my story about what I might need in that situation, or what I think I might need in that situation, and then it's been humbling as I talk this through with friends to be like, I'm even wrong about that. You know, like mm. I think that I need, you know, and we we talk about this over and over again. Like uh, Max and I have, you know, created and explored a lot of different types of agreements um, when we go to events and. You know, we go out to, like, a, the party that I throw the sauce, which is happening again this weekend. And, you know, before we'll say, okay, what are our boundaries with other people? Because, like, we want to be able to dance sexy, but we don't necessarily want to be, like, making out with other people in front of each other. Especially because I run the event, so it's a bit, like, much for me to be managing all those things at once. Um, and how a couple of times for various events we've made agreements and we've thought, I've thought I knew what I needed yeah. and then I've been totally wrong like yeah. literally every fucking time I think I've actually been wrong where wow. I'm like oh I think it's fine for you to you know kiss other people but not you know go mm. further and then he kisses someone and I'm like oh my god what? that wasn't okay <laughs> or I'll think like the other night we had a, a nice um example of uh Max my sort of partner and beloved soulmate type person um <laughs> Getting to meet Shay, who's my new love interest and someone that I also feel like a really deep connection with and want to explore with. And there's been some bumps along the way, which I think I've been pretty open about here Yeah. between the two of them and then inside of me. And they, um, we all hung out the other night at a party. Yeah. You were there. Yeah, it was really sweet. It was awesome. And it was really empowering for me. And I, ahead of time, called both of them and was like, okay, so we're all going to be in the same space. And like, we've never done this before. And I'm super nervous. And like... I'm going to be uncomfortable and I just want you to know that I know I'm uncomfortable because mm. <laughs> so I might act weird. I might have that weird smile. People get when they're anxious or be kind of, oh, hi, you know, <laughs> and just, I wanted to, I wanted to say that so that it was okay for me to act uncomfortable if I was, and that it doesn't have to be comfortable and that's yeah. really fine. And it ended up being totally comfortable. I was yeah. extremely relaxed. They were both relaxed. They, we all had a great time together. And it was such a success. I mean, you know, success, failure, those are kind of funny words to use for me, but it felt really good. And I thought it would be really hard and it wasn't. And then other times I'm like, oh, this will be no big deal. And, and it's totally it a big blows deal. Up. But I, I feel like part of the reason it was successful or, you know, finger quote successful, or it felt so good and worked is because you did that front end work. Right. Like if you had not told them that you would be feeling uncomfortable or that this is awkward or anything like that, then you might have been in a different like caretaking mode or, you know, you might've been a little bit more protected, but because you got to like, let everybody know, like, this is, this is, this might be awkward. I feel vulnerable. Then you just got to be more authentic. Totally. And so I think, right. And be present with my own experience. Yeah. Which I think is what is, you know, what is like explicitly, what caretaking is explicitly not, you know, which is being present. Because I feel like caretaking 
for me requires all these assumptions. Like yeah. I, I know what's best for myself, which I often don't. I know what's <laughs> best for you, which I really don't. Right. You know? Like I'm going to make, I'm going to make all these assumptions that I'm learning for myself, at least usually aren't accurate. So, uh, and then I'm yeah. going to run with them and try to, you know, manage you and make you feel better using methods that probably aren't even going to actually oh work. My God. You know? And like probably that feel like they're caring and really are completely manipulative. Mm. Like that, I think that is a big piece with, I've noticed with caretaking. It's like, it's when I think I, there's a part of me that's like, yes, I'm doing this because this is the caring thing to do. This is a good thing to do. This is the loving thing to do. And really I'm manipulating somebody to try to get an outcome. And that's, yeah, I have to pause on that one. We really feel that. Yeah. I feel like that is like, like, that's like the people pleasing, like all of those behaviors. Mm -hmm. They're really, they're like. I'm going to do this thing that feels kind, it feels caring, it feels yeah. loving, but beca- but I'm doing it with the intention of managing or controlling your behavior, right. your experience. Right. And that's where it's like, it's not, it's not actually, it's not present to, right. to what I'm experiencing at all. And it's really not the most, it's not the way that I want to be cared for and considered. I don't, and I don't think it's. Yeah. It feels good for any of us, really. Can we talk about your I want him to feel free example? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was talking, when you were like, yeah, I'm talking to friends. I'm like, ah, fuck. She's me out again. Yeah. No, I think that's been a really helpful one, so we can talk about it. Um, I guess I've been running the script for a few months mm. as we try to navigate, as Lee and I try to navigate, <clears throat> what does poly mean to us? Or what is an open relationship? What is monogamy? Where do we, where do we want to land? Mm-hmm. And I think one of the guiding phrases that I've been using in how I'm trying to manage his behavior, manage right. his experience, not his behavior, but his experience, is this notion of, like, I just want him to feel free. Right. Um, because, like, we've discussed before, like, freedom is an important value in relationships, but there's a difference between I value freedom in relationships and right. I want him to feel anything. Yes. And I think that's what you really called me on, is, like, I want him to feel free means I have to somehow manage the situation (laughs) to provide to hand him here's your sensation of feeling free and this is what it looked like (laughs) I love that it was so funny when we got to that because I didn't know where it was going to go but yeah Freya said it a few times in in our endless you know voice messages voice memos and I heard it and was like "Eh, there's something weird in there I don't know what it is and then, yeah, once we started unpacking it, there was that funny moment where we were like, oh, my God, it's just like following him around and being like, are you feeling free yet? Right. Like, do you here, see how free here, you let are? me do this. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, me... I want your freedom, okay? Like, are you feeling free? Because if you're not feeling free, like, how can we yeah, change that me... so you feel more free? Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. So humbling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and and re- I'm really, this is why I love you so much. I'm so grateful. <laughs> like, call me on my shit. Like, yeah. don't let me just keep doing this. Like, the silly mm-hmm. thing that fe- yeah. like feels like I'm doing like I'm I feel like I'm like yeah I'm committed to freedom so right. it feels like I'm doing something right. that that feels like in alignment with my values right. but the way I was contorting myself to make it happen right. was was really taking myself out of my experience and I think one of the things that you you said like or have been saying is like we can't make anyone feel any certain way like that's right. his business right like I can create a container which I feel like I was doing. Uh, um, I mean, not create. I'm, we're co-creating a container right. where we had spaciousness. Where if he wanted to feel free, that is something he could experience right. without me trying. And what where it got muddy and actually like quite painful yeah. for me is instead of instead of cultivating a 
a spaciousness and a culture of freedom to kind of pursue what we want. I, <clears throat> I was going into his experience mm-hmm. and I was trying to like, yeah, I was, and, and in doing that, I really lost touch with what felt safe for me. Right. Right. Which is the fucked up part about caretaking, yeah. or the, the costly, I'll say more accurately. Yeah. For us, part of caretaking is that, right, we leave ourselves, and anytime we leave ourselves, it gets really scary. Yeah, and then, then, and, then I lo- and then I quit taking care of myself. Like, I, I, I lost um, awareness of, like, where I've pushed my edges, or where, mm. and, and those, those edges and that, like, yellow versus red, it wasn't even about the freedom or the choices, like, it was... It was because of so many layers of what was going on in our connection. Right. But I hadn't, I, I, I couldn't even know those were happening to my system because I was like over in right. his experience and yeah, making, trying sure, off, he making sure he felt free, <laughs> trying to hand like hand feed him freedom. Oh my god. And then the other, my other favorite part of that conversation between us was I was like, maybe he actually wants to like totally prostrate himself at your feet and you're trying to make him feel free and he wants to feel totally like right. devoted to you in this really like hot kinky way where he doesn't want freedom like we don't even know what he wants i know i don't actually know what he wants you know Uh, you might know i don't know if i know i don't know if i've actually had that conversation yeah right i mean how free do you actually like how much freedom are you actually looking for like right we don't even know we don't even yeah Mm -hmm. i mean because i mean it's it's so interesting (laughs) (laughs) i mean because i think we've had the conversation more based on the, like, what do we need right now? Because mm-hmm. now that I've made this mess, <laughs> we're, we're kind of in recovery mode, in repair mode. But we haven't had, like, the, like, longer arcing, like, I don't know. I think I think the the conversation that keeps coming up, it, it is. It's, like, what's really important is, like, what do we want right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And it, which, which I love this dedication. Like, I speak to, like future Freya and future Lee and I'm like I don't know what they're gonna want or need sure um but I want I want them to feel free <laughs> I want them oh I wa- my god I want their god I want there to be spaciousness for them to be present with whatever's true mm-hmm. in each moment I think that's right that's that weird. feels real that feels very real and it feels like it's like with that part of me that says <coughs> I want us to feel free it's it's coming from like the same energy. Yes. And it's just like what's using old patterns to manage that and what's using like new ways to create totally that that environment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and this is why I actually love this example and I appreciate you being willing to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. This is because what yeah, because it is it's one of those ones that feels so pure. It's yeah. like, of course, I want my partner to feel free. Yeah. Like, of course, I want them to feel loved. I'm of a course. really cool girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and like those, yeah, the yeah. spirit of it yeah. is so beautiful, right. you know, that it, and it is, it is like born of care, you know, mm-hmm. and I can feel that that's what's difficult maybe about mm. pulling apart, like the difference between caring and caretaking is that caretaking usually comes from care, you know, yes. it's not just like, oh, I think that I will go out there and like, start manipulating this person just for funsies right. it's like I care about this connection I care about this person I want it to last you know I, yeah. I, I, it matters to me and so then I think that I have to go into caretaking in order to make that happen so I think it's interesting to think about like where is that tipping point you know in examples in my life or just for me to be I appreciate the <coughs> compassion in that like mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's compassion in it because it's like yeah it is coming from a space of caring and it isn't coming from a place of like oh I want to manipulate the world around me and make people do my bidding and right but yeah it's but like kind I, of also. I mean kind of yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, I do want to do it but I want the collaboration <laughs> right. in it as opposed to yeah 
coercion. But yeah, I, I feel like I love the compassion of like, yeah, I came from a place of like, yeah, I do. That is an important value in relationships. And I do want, I think part of like, that's what we've explored is like to be in a loving relationship means I, I love and accept or at least, at least accept all of who you are mm-hmm. and that there's like that freedom and that, that, cause that might include things that make me uncomfortable. Yeah. It might include things that aren't my preferences. Um, probably will. Probably will. Yeah. Absolutely. When we're really, Guaranteed. really being authentic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah in this yeah. realm. Um, but yeah, but I, I, I also trust that you are the cultivator of your experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I wonder <clears throat> if that, you know, comes back to self as always, you know, this yeah. is our big joke that we talk about like literally every day. It's like, <laughs> well, you know, I'm anxious. I'm, you know, feeling insecure. I'm having these troubles in my relationship. I don't know what to do. And it's like, every time we're like, Oh, look at that. Come back to <laughs> oh myself. My like God. it's the move that works every time. And we never remember, you know, right? which is so, it's really funny. Or we think we're back in self mm-hmm. and we're, I mean, that's right. I think part of it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Come back to self. Yeah, and I wonder if part of really having that trust, at least for me, in the fact that somebody else is is fully responsible for their own experience is knowing that for me first. You know, that applies to me. Like, I'm, like, when I anchor in myself that I am actually fully responsible for my experience and that I'm capable of withstanding difficulty, you know? Yeah. Like, this, this <clears throat> came up for me, and I think, I don't remember if it was the most recent episode or the one before, where I was talking somewhat vaguely because I was wanting to be tactful. Um, and I think I managed, I think I did a good job <laughs> about kind of what was coming up with me and Max and Shay around like me having this new connection and it causing some major, you know, like upset in yeah, my primary sure. relationship. Also because of this other crisis I was going through, which I think I spoke to there too, that it wasn't just, it wasn't like, oh, life is smooth and easy and I want a new lover. It was like, life is really like, this external factor is really like you know sending me into a lot of crisis and, and I want to all add of your lover. attention that yeah. was like I think that's a big thing it's like so right. much of your attention your energy like the, the resources that are necessary to care for a relationship right right yeah. so that was all happening you know to everyone's credit it wasn't like the most peaceful time to be adding someone new <laughs> but that's what happened that, yeah and yeah this has been really profound for me to be it felt like a real example of not of caring but not caretaking where I yeah had this very difficult like soul searching and then conversation with Max where I was just like I'm gonna do this you know this is actually my truth like I have felt like really like 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 polyamorous in the sense of like sexual orientation almost since I was like eight and I was like told my parents wanted 10 husbands and was like why could you just have one husband that seems ridiculous to me and they were like oh my god what is wrong with you yeah, this is brilliant. yeah and I used to like <clears throat> fantasize about living in community I was like 12 I didn't even know what that was but I was like I want to live with a bunch of people with like a giant living room full of squishy pillows and I know yes you're doing so, great <laughs> yeah and so that's always been true for me and then I've mostly been monogamous though I had kids young and was married and then had some other long-term relationships did some, you know, like we've said, solo poly and dumpster fire poly <laughs> in between those. But yeah, I'm like relatively recently out of a five-year monogamous relationship. It was almost two years ago that we broke up, but that was a really long one, wow, long relationship. Yeah. And when I tune in with Bez and like what my needs are and where my life trajectory is, like I am not like going back to like a monogamous, you know, let's move in together and raise kids partnership is like 
not what I, like, that is not where I'm at. Yeah. Like, my youngest is 15, almost 16. Like, I'm on my, I'm on a different path, you know? I'm in the middle of my life. Um, as everyone knows, Max is way younger than me. And so, yeah, it just felt really empowering to really, you know, care for him deeply, care for myself deeply, and do all this soul searching around what, what is the right move here, you know? Yeah. And part of what made me feel comfortable with being able to just, you know, sit down with him and be like, I know that, you know, you might be struggling with this and I'm totally, you know, we totally slowed it down in the middle of this crisis to like attend to that, you know, so that was definitely, that felt really an integrity for me to kind of put the brakes on there. But once that was passing and I was like, yeah, this is, this is my expression right now. This is who I am. This is what I want. I really hope we can stay together, but we, I recognize we might not, but that this is, I know this is more true and if I was like, okay, babe, let's be monogamous, I would be caretaking and I'd be yeah. totally betraying myself and then I would be resentful and then I would end up hating him. And mm. that would be like every other relationship I've ever been in where I, you know, toned myself down in order to, you know, finger quote, help him manage his anxiety about me being a wild woman or whatever. Yeah, right. And then it ends up just killing the whole thing and he loses attraction to me and I lose myself and I end up this like cardboard cutout, which I don't want to do anymore. Like I'm yeah. really committed to not doing that. And so, <clears throat> but I think that moment of really just owning that and saying, I love you and I'm not going to stop doing this like I actually this is really important to me this is part of my expression and who I am and right and I'm gonna take that risk like part of what made that okay with me was really looking back through me and Max's relationship to times where he'd made moves that were uncomfortable for me and that Mm. actually really helped like at the beginning of our relationship he was exiting a a long relationship um that was deeply troubled and was going through a lot at that point, let's just say, (laughs) and needed a lot of personal space, right? a ton for like the first two, three, four months of our relationship. Right. right? He was like often wanting more space than I wanted. And even saying things like, I'd like to be able to take a week off. Like, I'd like to, I want to be with you, but can I take a week off where it doesn't. Yeah. You went from like really hot and heavy and like all in to like, oh, okay. Right. And it was just like, I just need space to like to deal with my life. Right. And to deal with his, you know, the dissolving of this other relationship. And, you know, that was really important to him. And and a lot of that was hard for me. And like I was, he did celebrate my birthday in a really amazing way. The day after my birthday, and he had some major shit go down the day before my birthday, let's just say. But. I had a birthday party. Right. I know. <laughs> it's not, not, we're not going to talk about no. that on the podcast, but yeah. Um, but I had a birthday party and he didn't come. And I remember being like, that is so weird. Like when have I had someone that I'm this in love with, you know, we're super yeah. deep. We clearly, you know, we're so devoted to each other. And he just was like, yeah, I feel like staying home. And I was like, wow, that was like unprecedented. From for me. all old patterns and outside <laughs> metrics, that is like the death. Right. Of, like, who right. That's that? like a red flag, horrible yeah. sign. And it, I was like, okay, you know, it was weird for me, but I was like, that's his truth. And I was deeply committed to infinite relating at that point, still am, and was just like, I, I would rather him do what he wants to do and what feels right for him than him do what I want at the expense of himself. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> and it doesn't make it not hurt. I just, like, want <laughs> to acknowledge. Yeah. Yeah, it can still, you can be like, okay, that is not my preference. Sure. That kind of, there's a part of me that's like, ouch. And, yeah. and there's a greater part of me that's like, yeah, please honor. Oh, yeah. Please honor your truth in every moment. Yeah. Yeah, so when I was making this decision and really feeling this certainty inside myself, 
yeah, what helped me was looking back at things that he had done, you know, I mean, that's kind of whatever things that I had experienced as a result of being with him, let's say that were hard for me. And I was like, he just went ahead and did that. He was like, I'm taking this week off. I need, I'm taking this weekend to myself, even though we haven't had a weekend together in a few weeks, like this is what I need. And he's really good at that. And that's part of why I love him. And it was great to be like, I made it through that. And it wasn't super, super easy for me. It was a stretch. It wasn't what I wanted, but I wanted to stay with him and it wasn't like horrible. You know, it wasn't and you like, wouldn't have really, like really looking back, you wouldn't have wanted him to spend that time with you no. wanting to be somewhere else. No. Like that would have felt <clears throat> right. Not shitty. at all. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't like I was butting up against with him. I have yet to butt up against something that I'm really like, Oh gosh, this might be a deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that hasn't really happened. So I wasn't in that zone where I was like, oh my God, this is really sketchy and I'm now tolerating something sketchy. It wasn't like that. Right, absolutely. It was more just like, yeah, not my favorite, you know, a stretch. It was a stretch for me. I think if you were operating from old conditioning, like I think many of us, if our partner was like, yeah, I'm not coming to your birthday party because I want to, like that would, that would be like, oh, what am I doing here? This person doesn't care about me. Like it's so, it would be so easy. Totally. And I actually, I love that you just said that because I remember calling you and being like, am I in a bad relationship? (laughs) Oh my God. I can't tell. Because, yeah, because I was like, right, I'm so conditioned. I've had so many experiences in relationships of feeling neglected and uncared for, and there's childhood stuff there, you right. know, that I'm always like, am I just doing that again? And I can't tell. Because, like, yeah, because I'm good at it. Right. I know I can make right. it okay. Right. And this person, you know, wants space and is have, needing a lot of spaciousness in their life. And yeah, is that, is that dangerous? And I just don't know. I want to, like, that, like, remind, like, one of the reasons that this works, <laughs> like, the one of the reasons, like, infinite relating works, especially for us, and mm. I, I, I would say this for, like, anybody I talk to, yeah. is... I need friends, I need a community who are also doing this work, yeah. who can give me that, like, really objective feedback. Because yeah. I, like, even last night I was talking to another friend, and, and I'm like, from the outside, I'm like, does it look like... Because I, I, I have a, yeah, a, a hard history, so I'm like, am I gaslighting myself? Right. Am I trying to... Am I making something that is not okay, okay? Right. And to get somebody who knows, like, knows the type of relationship I want to cultivate, who's on the same kind of, like... I, to have that feedback, to have be able to like do this work together, I feel yeah. like is has been so helpful. Yeah. In in managing our our experience and our relationships, because yeah. it is it is a different way of being, and we have to like question all of our own patterns and beliefs. And sometimes it's like, okay, wait, am I right? Yeah, am I doing? Am this? I fooling myself? Am I fooling myself? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. am I stretching? Right. Yeah. Right. And is this just what it feels like to love someone for who they are instead of love them for who I wish they were, Ooh. you know, to actually say like, well, part of who Max is, is he is a creature that likes a lot of alone time. Like right. that is who he is. And he shared that with me from the beginning. And it's still true. You know, our relationship has evolved. We're, co- we're like just a few months away from being together for a year, which is really exciting. Yes, yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously things have changed for us and just keep, it ch- keep changing. But, yeah, he is someone that needs alone time to process. He needs quiet around him to process. He, it's not like he needs space. You know, he's actually taught me it's not like he needs space from me. He just needs space. Right. You know, it's not like he doesn't want to hang out with me. It's like he doesn't want to hang out with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> just like have that introverted time. And so that's, you know, that's what it's felt like for me is like, well, I love him and what he needs is not a deal breaker for me. And if it was, that'd be different. But right. what he needs is not a deal breaker for me. And so this is what it feels like to love someone 
as they are. Yeah. And I think he got to then have that opportunity with me a few weeks ago when I was like, I fucking love the shit out of you. I'd love to be with you the rest of my life if that happened. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not attached to that, but like I'm I'm in, you know. Yeah. But like this, you know, exploring connections with other people and like exploring my sexuality more deeply is like 100% what I'm going to do. <laughs> Yeah. And it was great. It was really deep for me. I wasn't like, is that okay with you? I was just like, this is what I'm doing. Right. Like, this is what I need, you know? And if, and like, I didn't say this, but I can see now that it was an offer to like, this is what loving me for who I am means Mm. accepting this as part of who I am. And if it's a deal breaker for you, that's totally fine. Yeah. That's totally fine. I would, I accepted that. I like would have accepted that for sure. And, and that's not what happened. And it's not what happened. And there was, and, and it was scary. It was mm-hmm. like, the, yes, it was it fine. Was super yes, you were choosing yourself. Yeah. And, and you were feeling it. Oh, yeah, yeah it is scary. Cause it's like, yeah. I, I mean, I met, like I said, I hope you still, I hope this still works. Mm-hmm. But, but ultimately, I'm committed to myself. Yeah. Yeah. The relationship with self, that one, that's the long haul. I one. know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And maybe that's, oh man, this thought just came into my head, but then I don't know if it's, same thought that I'm having right now when you were talking but I was just thinking about caretaking again and I wonder if caretaking yeah part of caretaking maybe we've already said this but it's just trying to manage the outcome and caring it doesn't you're not trying to manage the outcome outcome with caring yeah yeah I like that Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) that required pause I think that's really essential yeah because yeah caring yeah caring is about me the person like loving considering you the person mm-hmm. or caretaking is yeah is, is trying to manage some outside right metric or right. happening or right. behavior mm-hmm. yeah right so when I feel into just like what is it what is it like to care about someone I feel love I feel curious I feel yeah just this really warm feeling in my chest that's like oh I really like that person yeah. <laughs> you know like I really care about them and I want there's like a safety for me. It's like a, sa- a safety and like cause there's safety to be myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just like you don't have yeah. to like armor. Yeah, right. And but, then when I picture caretaking, it's just like yeah, it's all about outcome in the future. You know, it's anxiety, all about the future. And fear yeah. is driven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that sense of like, what's the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that can be so deadly for me. And just like when I'm stuck in that zone where I'm like, what's the right thing to do here? I mean, sometimes there is just a a churning process. Like that did happen for me with this last example where I journaled a lot and was like, what's my truth? You know? But I think that's different than like, how do I play this one? You know, like what's my move? Like what's going to be the thing that like gets this person to like me more or to stay with me or to behave in a way that I want, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That feels... And I think that that's another really good piece with a lot of this is um, because we ha- because we come from the culture we we go, we are in because we've had many many years of training our nervous systems to mm-hmm. behave certain ways. I think sometimes these even finding our own truth can be be it muddy. It's muddy at first, and so yeah. like taking that process to like sift through and like kind of come down like journaling sending each other voice messages all day but like really like taking time to like quiet those other voices that aren't really based in our truth they're based Mm -hmm. in fear they're based on all these parts that are protecting us they're based on society and like finding and like coming into your own experience which 
shows like if we if I have to work that hard to connect with my experience and right. my truth how could I ever possibly mm. think I know somebody else's totally like just from like you know observing know. their behavior on the outside <laughs> knowing them for months to years even right. if they're yeah. like decades I'm like, long like I'm still trying to figure out this system know. you know based on all my sensa- sensations yeah. but yeah yeah and I wonder if part of the you know, again, just exploring this. I don't even know if this is true or not, but I'm thinking about boundaries right now because I'm when I'm picturing times where I've caretaken as opposed to when when caring has slipped into caretaking, mm-hmm. it's often because I have a boundary actually that I either am unaware of or that I'm too afraid to enforce. Mm. And so and I remember talking about this at the beginning of the podcast episodes and episodes you know at the very beginning because this is really up for me was recognizing how in previous relationships how much of my time I spent trying to control their behavior so they wouldn't do something that would be a deal breaker for me right. <laughs> so it was like <laughs> if you do xyz like I'm gonna have to leave you know and so therefore my whole game was like how do I prevent you from doing xyz wow. in which case I'll know that I need to leave and so I think that I'm just wondering about that, if caretaking sort of bypasses that scary thing of really going inside and saying, like, where are my actual boundaries here? Like, where are the lines between something that is hard for me, but that I'm not going to stop? And therefore, my task is to self-manage, get community support, you know, resource myself, take really good care of myself so that I can participate in this thing that's difficult that I don't want to stop, you know? Mm -hmm versus like this is difficult and I actually don't want to be involved you know and I don't want to this doesn't work for me I don't want to participate in this this is this is like time out red too right. difficult you know right yeah and I just want I'm just wondering about to me somehow that feels connected that like the hinge point between caring and caretaking has something to do I'm curious about right now with that lack of really soul searching and knowing where my limits are that you know? feel, no that feels really true and I feel like that's Yeah, <laughs> that that it feels it feels like important work to do that I know I'm I'm actually like in the middle of trying to figure yeah. out what those boundaries are. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like when you feel yourself come out of your experience and it's like, oh, I crossed my own boundary. Mm-hmm. Really, really, that's what it's about. It's like because I didn't know I didn't wasn't whatever. But it's like the more we can kind of uncover those spaces yeah and in, within ourselves then we don't have to worry about managing other people's yeah because I've got yeah yeah because I know like I remember I, I might botch this and I don't ever like doing that especially on like something that's recorded forever <laughs> but I was going through this like weird quasi-legal thing like <laughs> 10 years ago that was really freaking me out because I don't know anything about the law. You know, I feel like anytime anyone brings in, like, the law, it's yeah. like, oh, my God. The you know, that's terrifying. High. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, I don't know. Am I actually, like, could this person actually sue me? Like, could I get arrested here? You know, anytime wow. that's even tossed around, you're just like, uh, for me at least, it's yeah. pretty scary. Yeah, in fear mode. So I ended up being true, and this is what I now tell other friends of mine who ever have these kinds of threats, you know, levied against them, is that, well, A, most people can't sue you. So anyway, <laughs> oftentimes when people that aren't like legit businesses are like, I'm going to, you know, right. it's like, they're not going to take you to court, you know, so anyway, right. I've learned all kinds of things since then. But like this woman who was a lawyer who was helping me in this situation where I might've had to go in and do some negotiating with this, with this, you know, kind of hostile party that I was dealing with, um, taught me about this thing called BATNA, which is a acronym that says best alternative, 
best alternative to negotiated agreement. And it's basically your bottom line. You know, it's like the walk point after mm. which it's not worth continuing. So like she gave me this example that if you go in to buy a used car, for example, and you don't have a BATNA, mm. like you don't have a bottom line that says like anything below or anything above like 5,000, 15,000, whatever your limit is, 500, right. you know, anything below that, I, I can't, I'm walking, you know, it's not right. worth it to me. Um, and of course you don't tell them that right away. You right. say... You know, they say this car is ten grand, and you're like, "Well, what about seventy five hundred? You know, yeah. you like negotiate. But it's good for you to know. It's like you know in yourself. You, have to you know. know your line. Yeah, you have to know. She's like, if you go into a negotiation, you don't know, like you are screwed. And you walk out of there like, what the hell? Because yeah. you don't know your walk point, and you don't have any power. Right. But like when you know your walk point, and it's literally, I love that it's so important. It's the best alternative. It's not like, oh, well, this is something I'm. You know, I mean, it's it's different than like I'm willing <laughs> to settle for this or. You know, I guess if this is a total failure if we can't reach negotiated agreement. Right. It's like, no, this is like a good alternative, the best alternative yes. to negotiated agreement. And I remember applying that. This is so cool. I haven't thought about this in like 10 years, but to all my relationships, too. And I was like, oh, my God, if I don't know my walk point, like I'm, I'm like unpinned. I'm just kind of like floating in space Ooh. trying to be like, OK, can we try to make an agreement? But what if we can't? Right. Like, what's my fallback position, you know, where I know, where I know that if, if we can't agree about, for example, like, this isn't a real one for me, but let's just say, you know, um, condom usage with sex with other people. If you're in right. a polyamorous situation and, you know, someone has one request about using, you know, barrier methods and someone else has a different need. And if you don't know your walk point at which it's like, hey, if you aren't willing to use condoms with other people, like yeah. I'm not, I'm going to now use condoms with you because right. I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. Without that fallback position where I know my line, I feel like it's just continuous. Like, is this okay? Like, should I think this is okay? Like, right. well, I guess, you know, what are my options and what are you offering me? And then it's like, I have to choose from the options you're offering me. Yes. And it just really, I can feel it in my body. It's like, I feel confused and disoriented and there's no like safety of that ground to stand on. Yes. That's like, I, I know that if, you know, and this actually came up this kind of, again, edgy to say just in so many words here, but it did come up with Max where I was like, if he had said, I want monogamy and I'm not willing to have anything but monogamy with you, I would have. That's what I was thinking when you, you know, said this. Like, which was you intense. Came, you came with that clarity. I of did. Like, this is who I am. Like, yeah. I'm committed to this. Mm-hmm. And and not like, not like hammering it. Like, hey, this is who I. Am. Not like in a no. not in a hard edge, but just more like in this like vulnerable offering of like, this is who I am. This is yeah. who I'm committed to. This is who I'm committed to loving me and being me. And I I yeah. hope you can love me too. But it was your batna. Is that batna. What it? Yeah, yeah, it really was. It was. And what's really cool, and I imagine this might be true of a lot of negotiations, when, when someone knows that walk point, is I never actually said that to him. Right. Like, I never no. actually had to say, hey, you know, if, if you are only willing to do monogamy with me, then I can't be with you. I think that he, he knew that. We talked about it sort of around that topic enough, and perhaps previously I had said something like that, but when mm-hmm. we actually got into it, I can just feel that like power and solidity of myself where it's not like I have to go, like you're saying, I don't have to be all aggressive about it and be yeah. like, Hey, here's my bottom line. Just right. so you know, like, yeah. don't fucking cross me, you know? <laughs> cause yeah. Cause the it's energy like a, of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like a personal thing to hold inside of me. That's like, I know where my safety is. Even if I can't come to an agreement with this person, I have a, I have a safe, 
I've made a decision that will be safe for me. Yeah. If if not if everything else fails. And I feel like uh, like coming like being on the outside like if I'm relating to you and I feel your solidness in this. Yeah. Like you can hold that same idea in different ways and just like just feeling you like in that in your tenderness and your vulnerability and your authenticity yeah. with it like I've got me and this is my ground. Right. Versus if you show up and that's like on the like that's how you show up but that's like you're like kind of like it's on like the front, like you're leading with this right. energy of this right. is who I am. And, and like, it's, so, it's, it's the same idea, but it's just held in two different ways. And the, the first way where you, you're holding that truth and that's so, like, this is my walk point. This, my walk right. point is like, is my ground underneath right. me. Right. That makes me feel safe. <clears throat> right. To feel your groundedness. Totally. But if you're leading with it, kind of like out of this, like, people don't trust my boundaries, or people don't respect my boundaries, so I right. have to, like, show this up front. Right. That, and then that doesn't feel safe. And it's so interesting. It's the same, it's the same idea. It's the same energy, but it's just, like, held very mm-hmm. differently. Yeah. And it provides. And, yeah. and I think maybe, like, the first one is, like, this is, I'm loving me by holding this boundary. And, and in, while I'm holding this boundary and loving myself, I have a desire to connect with you. Right. As opposed to this, I think like the energy is like, I have to protect myself because the world right. is out to get me or you're out to get me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just interesting. Those like subtle. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I like that. Like either end of the spectrum of from one end, which is like, I don't actually know my walk point. Yeah. To like coming out. And it is true. You know, we say like, oh, coming out immediately with your bottom line like for example in the car negotiation but it could be true if you're like I only have 10 grand so there's no use in haggling because like this car is 15 but if you won't give it to me for 10 or it's 11 whatever you won't give it to me for 10 then I'm not I'm just not even gonna then you can just not waste your time too right (laughs) right yeah my walk point is actually right here at the surface you know and there isn't I don't actually want to negotiate right you know which is also I think something where that's important but I I just yeah I'm really glad this is coming up for me again because I feel like I really got 10 years ago and I can feel it now that like going into a negotiation, whether it's with business or with a lover about like, yeah, yeah, the sauce is coming up on Saturday. Like this event, I run this erotic dance event. It's like, how do we, what are our boundaries? You know, what are our agreements? And if I don't know, if I'm not coming to a negotiation, knowing my, this BATNA for me, that's like, if we can't agree, I have my walk point, then I'm just like an unsafe person to negotiate with. This like, is, I mean, that's what I did the last sauce. Yeah. Remember mm-hmm. I was, Lee was like, okay, you know, I was like, <laughs> it's at the beginning. We're like, we need to have this conversation. And I'm like, I'm open for anything. This feels yeah. really, I feel so safe and I feel so good. Yeah. And he was like, mm, maybe we should back right. this up a little bit. Yeah. And I just, I think I was just, I was just feeling so I think I had a lot of oxytocin. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was feeling so good. Yeah. But everything felt safe. And yeah. I really, I I didn't have a bottom. Right. I had no ground. Right. And, I and that's just such a good example, too, what we were talking about at the beginning of this episode, which is like, you did think it was okay. And that's also totally, totally valid. Totally did. Yeah. yeah, I did. And, and like, it was great when, when I found the edge that wasn't okay. Um, it wasn't like you did this thing to me because yeah. like I didn't have that. I was like, oh, here, look, we found out. Right. And and I remember one of the first things I said to Lee was like, you didn't do anything wrong, and I don't want you to caretake me. Right. Like I I know what the situation is. Like we like yeah. So that mm-hmm. that felt really important. Like this is it's just real. It's just yeah. feeling. It's sensation. It's experience. But it's not like there's not something broke that we need to fix. Right. Which um, and he's not he's not a caretaker. I think that was just more my. I, my awareness of like, oh, I didn't 
I didn't hold a boundary that I didn't know I had. Right. I want to own that yeah. going forward as we like right. move through the repair. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that. <sighs> yeah, it's deep. I yeah. can feel that. Like, I'm. Ki- how did Max respond? Because you you did present it to him in such a way that was caring and right. not caretaking right and oh yeah he was like oh thank god really yeah <laughs> that was literally the words on the I remember he was like oh thank god and I was like why and he was like it's just really good to know your boundaries because oh, like wow. when I know your boundaries I know what I'm engaging with and I think that's kind of what you were saying we're like I don't want to be caretaken I, I don't want to caretake and I also don't want to be caretaken though I do remember I've had like a debilitating fear of men caretaking me because so many of my relationships have ended with him saying, you know, I've started doing things for you I didn't want to do and now I resent you and I never told you. And, you know, so it was liberating for me. Just quick side note, at the beginning of my relationship with Max to be like, if he caretakes me, that's actually not my problem. Yes, like, I, really I can't, can. I can't caretake his caretaking. Like <laughs> I can just be with myself and do my best and tell him, you know, if something doesn't feel good or yeah. like just ignore it, you know, yeah. which I'm a big fan of too. But like, <laughs> yeah, I don't need to be managing that. Um, but yeah, I can feel what he meant when he was like, oh, thank God. It's just like, now I know what I'm working with. Yeah. And like, I now get to decide with a clear, mm. there's like a clear shape in front of me. Yes. And I get to decide like, how do I interact with that shape? Like, is my shape compatible with that shape? Like, yeah, like that, that mm, is the yeah. clarity. And like, where is there room to negotiate in terms of like sharing space, you know? So yeah. that when we all hung out, the other night at this event we went to I had really clear boundaries with myself around not being sexual sexually expressive with either one of them because I wasn't comfortable with that I was just like I will be I will start caretaking the other person right (laughs) because I'll be thinking like okay I'm having a sweet moment with Shay where's Max is he seeing this like is he uncomfortable or like is Shay feeling left out because like Max and I have been together longer and you know I'm I'm more worried about his feelings than theirs just because of who they are, what they've expressed to me about what's hard for them and, you know, the length of time I've known them. Of course, I care deeply about Shay's feelings, but Shay has... Tell me if I'm wrong, Shay. (laughs) (laughs) Shay has expressed so far to seem like, you know, having less of that... Like, we're newer lovers. You know, there's less of that feeling of, like, any amount of possessiveness or any sense of, like, jealousy. You know, that's not something that we've addressed, had to come up between us so far, at least. Um... I've had, like, minor twinges of jealousy with them, but not, you know, Max and I are just at a different stage of relating. And yeah. so, so yeah, that was a thing for me, too, is, like, I don't want to go into caretaking Max mode and then have Shay feel like they, they don't matter because that's yeah. not true at all. They matter yeah. immensely to me. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm making these big decisions, yeah. which is pretty huge, being, like, yeah, like, I'm willing to, like, put my primary, this primary relationship in, not jeopardy, but, you know, I'm willing to be, like, yeah, because I want this this other connection and other connections like it. Um, I really am feeling like one thing that feels really essential and why this is working and why it works and why it's going to continue to work is because you, we, we're relating with people who we trust can take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, right. really, like, you know, you knew that Max had himself. You yeah. knew that Shay has it. Like, like you, I felt that repeating kind of energy throughout all of this. It's like, yeah, they have themselves. Yeah. That's true. And you have yourself. And yeah. and there, there's like, it feels safe to be interacting with people who mm. have themselves. Yeah. You know, it really does. It totally does. Yeah. And I feel like they both, 
have shared with me, like, Shay is awesome at this. They're always like, thank you for having a boundary. Like, yeah. it feels so good it feels to know. Safe. Yeah, what am I working with here? Like, and I've asked them that too, and with Max too. It's like, it's helpful for me to know boundaries, desires, requests, because those all have different flavors, you know, so that I can know how to negotiate or how to consider them. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that consideration, this was another topic, maybe I'm sneaking this topic into this podcast now. (laughs) Do it, do it, it's a sneak preview. (laughs) Because this is another topic that I was thinking about for today, because it's been so up for me, which is consideration how, how do you consider someone deeply that I care about without um without caretaking also you know it's yeah. kind of similar like how do I for example have my beloved's feelings and concerns and preferences be very important to me without having them dictate my behavior yeah because I think that can be really tricky especially when someone expresses something like jealousy or fear where something makes them uncomfortable and makes them nervous. And I will say, this is like a superhuman power move to me that I have a lot of reverence for to say, like, I know you're uncomfortable and I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Because I know that this is what, this is, like, I've, I've really checked out, I've looked at the whole thing, you know, and I've checked out the costs and benefits and I've weighed it all out and I've weighed out your discomfort versus, you know, what, what I've perceived that the, that the effects could be if I, if I override myself. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a cool distinction, too. Like, when this other crisis was happening and Max was like, dude, you can't start a new relationship right now because, like, we're already stretched thin. Yeah. I took that. I considered it deeply. And I was like, I totally agree with that. Like, that actually feels very accurate. So I'm putting the brakes on with Shay for now for a couple weeks. And then, but then that changed. You know, so it's like deeply considering doesn't mean, oh, my partner's uncomfortable. I therefore have to caretake them so that they're not uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think that is like a ballsy or ovary, (laughs) ovary, ovarian, um, or whatever super place that I just have so much reverence for. Cause it takes a lot of guts to be like, I'm, I've considered you. I know this isn't your first choice, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Because I know this needs to happen. And I I really also mm-hmm. have had this come up. I've, we've talked to Oakland here that I go to Al-Anon. And I've been, in several cases in my life this year, I've made really difficult decisions about, like, this is going to suck for this yeah. other person. Like, this is going to absolutely suck for them. And I know I have to do it. And just being being really okay with that. You know, being like, I've I trust myself that I've checked out all the boxes. Mm. And I've weighed it all out. And this is actually the best choice for me where I am considering them. I'm not like, fuck you. It's my way. Right. You don't matter. But I'm also not like, oh, my whole job is to protect you from discomfort and make sure you feel yes. comfortable all the time. Like, no. You that, know? Yeah. I think, th- I think that that's actually probably like an essential component to this is we have mm-hmm. to be willing to do that. Yeah. We have to be willing to, I have to be willing to disappoint others. Yeah. So I don't disappoint myself. Yeah. I have to be willing to accept that uh, the decisions I make might cause some discomfort in the people I care deeply about, mm-hmm. but I have to choose me when it really comes down to it. And, and, cho- yeah. and in choosing me in those moments preserves whatever type of relationship we're going to have moving forward anyways. Totally. Cause like you yeah. said, otherwise it devolves into resentment and you know, all kinds yep. of yeah messy things. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Just like they're, to acknowledge that component, we're walking this 
it sounds really like free and easy and fun when we, but when you're getting to it yeah. and there's real feelings involved. Oh, it's scary. <laughs> it's scary, scary and sometimes it's going to hurt yeah. on both sides. Yeah. And, and that can be part of the okayness. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's why it was so helpful. Like I was saying before, to look back at times where Max has been like, I know you want me at your birthday party, but I'm not coming. Yeah. And that I totally survived. And I, you know, and he wasn't like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, right. He didn't go into caretaking mode. He was just, he knew. He knew what he needed for himself, given like the fucking crazy week he'd had mm. before and that we were going to hang out the next day. So, you know, he had, yeah. it was very valid. Yeah. And even if it wasn't, that'd be fine too. But like, he thought it out. It wasn't like he was just recklessly being like, fuck you, I'm not coming to your party. It was more like, I've thought through all the factors and I need tonight to myself, you know? That really, like the way you said that, like, sparked this like this moment of like what what I have noticed especially with polyamory and like in dating other people is that energy of caretaking versus like sharing mm. and I remember and I've said this to Lee I was like when you have an interaction with another person like I want to feel your excitement like mm. tell me why you're excited right. tell me that why that enlivened you tell me what felt juicy and turned on and but if if he comes to me caretaking me like yeah. he did something wrong and he has to like make me feel okay then my system immediately goes in, like, defense and feels shitty. I feel him caretaking. If he's caretaking me, something must be wrong. Right. And so I better protect against it. But if he tells me that same thing, and, like, right. and it's kind of like you're doing with, without apology with, yeah. with Max and Shay. It's like, here, this, this is alive in me, and this is my truth, as opposed to, this is really scary and dangerous, and I want, you know, make right. sure you're okay. Like, right. It's the same thing, but it feels totally. so different. Yeah. That caretaking energy is... That is so true. And that's... I think that has been like essential that I, yeah, I, um, like where I've had that awareness of that caretaking energy and I'm like, I don't, I don't, it, it makes things hard. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. And it has you feel small or feel like, yeah, like you have to protect something. Yeah. Right? Be defensive. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like I have to protect, or I, like I can't handle it. So you have to soften it for me. It's like, right. no, trust me, trust me that I can handle it. Right. I might be uncomfortable. Right. And I'll also be okay. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel like maybe that's the hinge too with between caring and caretaking is that acceptance that like it's okay to be uncomfortable for me to be uncomfortable yeah. for them to be uncomfortable. Like, yeah, again, yeah. it's like not bad at all, but we have right. this. Yeah. I feel like so much culturally we have this programming or at least I do that. Yeah. My job, especially as a woman. Just make, sure to make sure nobody's uncomfortable in the room. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's comfortable. Everybody's happy and <laughs> sated, like satiated or like uh, numbed. Even, and they've got that know? like fake smile, that right. weird awkward smile. Right. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Oh my god. Yeah. God, I just have like a vision of like some of like previous earlier life, like being in rooms full of people with mm. that like awkward fake smile because everyone's just trying to make sure everyone's right. comfortable and totally. nobody's actually dropped into their own experience oh my god i'm so, so glad we don't live there anymore i know now like now instead we live in a community where like i have been noticing like i can show up to a festive event and i can like face plant into a cushion and that's okay yeah. that's <laughs> and that's all i've got like that feels so much better so than like cute. showing up with a fake smile totally. you know right because you don't want to make anyone uncomfortable yeah, yeah mm-hmm. i don't have to take care of the room anymore right oh my god that's so good really? and i yeah. think this comes down ultimately to me to personal integrity like mm-hmm. if i feel integrous 
with my choices like in the example you're talking about where lee connects with someone else and tells you in kind of like an apologetic way or i mean ever this is not just you like like everyone (laughs) yeah yeah like it's really tempting to be like well i'm gonna yeah, if I downplay how good it was, right. that will make them feel less bad. <laughs> right, but it's actually the opposite. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I think that comes back to, again, it's like looking inside and being like, do I feel an integrity with my choices and what I did? Yeah. And if I did, then yeah, maybe there is a caring way to, to talk about this. That you know, And that's been something for me because I have erred on the side sometimes of just being like, fucking deal with it. Like, <laughs> fucking deal with me, you know, right. more. And that caring and really considering people has been something that I've been practicing more mm. instead of being so my way or the highway. Right. Um, and that's been new for me too. Is like sometimes people are like, why did you tell me? You knew I was having a bad day. So it's like a bad day to tell me some uh. difficult news. And before I was like, I can't, man- like, that's not my fucking problem. But now I'm really starting to explore that line too of like, yeah, maybe there is a caring way to deliver information that if someone's right in the middle of something, that it's totally. not the right time. But more often than not, people just wait forever because they're like, it's never the right time. Right. Because it's hard. You know, it's hard to talk about and it's sensational more than anything hard even. And that's, yeah, you can't find the perfect time to deliver something sensational. Sometimes, yeah, you just... Or even ask. Say like, hey, I have a... I mean, that's mm-hmm. another thing. Is like, I have a thing I need to discuss. Right. Can you tell me when you're ready? Because right. so I don't have to fuck, get, fucking right. guess and figure it out. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, and then to really feel how, like, if I feel an integrity with my choices, that I can relax and know mm. that, like, I am, you know, Max and I were actually just talking about this this morning, totally unrelated about a work thing, and he was like, well, I don't want them to feel like I'm taking advantage of them, and I was like, then don't take advantage of them. <laughs> like, someone's like, I don't want to be creepy. I was like, then don't act <laughs> fucking creepy. Like, do you think you're being creepy? And if you do, then change that, and then if they think you're creepy, that has nothing to do with you, because wow. you feel... You feel yeah, integrity yeah. you know if you don't feel like you're taking advantage of them I then love that. present your you know hourly rate or whatever and go for it right because you know in your heart that you're not taking advantage of yes. anybody it's like it's so funny how we say that and then it just comes back to like am I acting in a way that I feel is you know fair considerate you know mindful of my partner within the agreements we made you know what right, I mean right and it's like yeah. if I'm doing that then that's all that's my best I can do you right. know because yeah whether it's with this person or the next person like yeah like how you operate and how you do that like that's what you mm-hmm. take with you and yeah yeah that feels yeah I love that don't be grieving yeah <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a really, that's like a really fun, like, check for me. Like, am I being creepy? Yeah. Like, yeah. Totally. Right. Like, I don't want to control him. It's like, okay, are you? Yeah. Right. And like, to actually be able to look inside and say like, okay, here's where I actually am controlling him. So that was a voice, like a voice that was like, I don't want to control him. Because it's a good checkpoint to say, well, am I? And then if I'm not, then that's just anxiety of wanting to manage the outcome Mm. of like, well, I don't want him to feel controlled it's like you can't do that right if I come with my truth knowing that to the best of my ability I genuinely am not trying to control him yeah then I feel like other people's reactions become much easier for me and and this happens for me too because I have been kind of a hothead in my life and can have a or used to have a really bad temper um and sometimes now a days when people are like you were you know they felt I can't think of a good example but Someone is like, you know, you were mean, you were controlling, oh, right. and I could check in and be like, no, like I know what it's Ooh. like to be mean and controlling. <laughs> I wasn't doing like, that. I did not unleash that on you. <laughs> totally. And maybe there's some truth I could dig for in that, you know. 
But other times it's like, it's sanity to be like, well, you feel one way, but like I had a, I, I know my integrity, yeah. that felt an integrity for me. Yeah. You know, and that is, and there's not, it's not like there's nothing to learn there or that I can't value someone else's experience being different than mine or whatever. But like, yeah. Yeah. I like this, this integrity yeah. piece. And I feel like the more we practice this, the less we even have to use those as like inquiry inward. Cause we're mm-hmm. like, we're like, no, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm operating this way. I feel yeah. really good. Yeah. Like I know my truth. It's like a muscle that we get to exercise. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, I don't know if I could list all of the differences between caring and caretaking or what we came up with, but I really liked that conversation. Yeah, I think, I think we explored some important <laughs> concepts. And we it, did. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things that it seems so simple. And, and it can... Yeah, it, it seems so simple, but and it's like really nuanced. Yeah. And it's really essential, and it changes yeah. the experience completely. So yeah. it's, I think it's just something we're just going to keep... Yeah, keep investigating and keep calling each other on I love it. every time. Woo, thank you, everybody. Yeah. yeah, tell us what you think. We have our Facebook group, which we admittedly have not been super active in. Right. But it does exist. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Start Yeah, you could reach out. And, we'll, and yeah. we're planning, actually, also, we were just lightly talking about we don't have any concrete plans yet, but for 2024, doing some more, having yeah. some more offerings. Yes. Because, you know, we get so much positive feedback about the podcast you know, both locally and like internationally even. I mean, it's right. been amazing, you know, how many thousands of people at this point have listened to these episodes, which is really touching. And so, yeah, we've been talking about some, you know, live events we might offer or some more deeper, you know, workshops, like courses, information yeah. workshops, something. So we'll definitely keep you posted. On yeah, that. because this is a practice. I mean, we're all deprogramming ourselves and like finding new ways. And I think even like you're watching the mess unfold. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be great to share that. Awesome. All right. Bye. Stay infinite. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. Hang out with us more at infinite relating.love and stay infinite.